What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Fenn. I'm with Brad Harcastle, and this is the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW review. How you doing, Brad? I am doing quite well. How about yourself? I'm I'm good. I mean, uh, yesterday was a little crazy uh, yeah. with all the uh, all the shit happening at the uh, Capitol building in the states. So that's what I was doing all day, and then I turned the TV off for, I think, half an hour, and then I turned it back on for AW. Yeah, my <laughs> wife and I were watching it. She was watching it when I got home from work, and we watched a little bit of it, but then like turned on AEW just to kind of take a break from it all. I was already watching it because I was watching the vote mm-hmm. and like and all the appeals and whatnot, and then my girlfriend and I were like, hey why aren't they showing people storming the Capitol building? And then eventually yeah. they cut towards it and they showed them leaving. And then I just, I was glued to it all day and just on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So if you, yeah, I was at work most of the day and people kept texting me, are you seeing what's happening? It's like, Oh, I'm at work, but fill me in. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was wild, man. But yeah, yeah it was a, it was a very eventful AW show. It was, um, was it, I was jazzed from Wrestle Kingdom, and my the AEW kept my jazzness going up. So yeah, man, it was a big, big week for wrestling this week. Mm-hmm. Um, big, big week for uh, AEW as well. Just yep. even just intrigue with Wrestle Kingdom stuff potentially yeah. interact appearing at it. So you mm-hmm. think, oh, okay, what's going to happen now? Just with the. Just with the way that the two companies can interact, and they have interacted sort of like they, mm-hmm. there was references in Wrestle Kingdom to AEW. There were a lot of V triggers, which lots of super kicks, lots of V-triggers. people do, lots of V triggers or like running knees and super kicks. That's not; those are trendy. However, Coda mm-hmm. was specifically doing V triggers, and he yeah. was doing them at the end of his matches, which. Yeah. Is not dissimilar to Kenny uh, doing. Um, Kenny's done the Kamigoye in his matches, so mm-hmm. they do reference each other. But uh, it, it's interesting, and with um, uh, Jay White, um, it's kayfabe, obviously. But with him saying that he doesn't want to be there anymore after the match, and him saying that he's going to leave. That leaves speculation that, oh, does he leave in kayfabe and then show up at another place as mm-hmm. part of a partnership and do something there? Maybe. You never know. He could just yeah. leave and then come back. And... Come back as a baby face or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that'd be cool if he showed up in AEW. Probably so not as Bullet if Club. I can't be... Maybe he leaves Bullet Club and then comes back yeah. elsewhere because they have, like, who's the leader there? Yeah. And I... I yeah, so the intriguing there as well. Um, as far as news from us, we actually have a joint Twitter account that we run now. It is oh yeah, make the, sure you follow us. It's at Workrate Podcast. Um, follow us for we'll do um, live tweeting of wrestling events. We'll do wrestling gifts. We'll do. Um, We'll do the odd shit post, not too much because we like to have, we like to keep things positive. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's too funny not to. But. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was trying to uh, live GIF tweet during Wrestle Kingdom, but my computer's so old, sometimes it frees up, so... Yeah, it's fun. It's a, it's a good time. So follow that. It's easier than following us separately. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be, we both run it. Um, don't know if that's allowed, but don't report us. Um, yeah. yeah, so if it ever seems a little inconsistent with what we're posting, it's because it's both of us doing it. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're watching something at uh, on different schedules. So we're posting about it on different schedules. But yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. And then... One thing, uh, the big surprise that happened at the end of AW Dynamite, I actually called that two days ago on the Twitter, on that account. So, ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Score one for for you. Score one for me. Yeah, so let's get those followers up. Okay, so let's let's start with with some other news. Okay, so... um, this past week, uh, FTR renamed their their finisher the uh, the Shatter Machine. They re they renamed it Big Rig, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a reference to uh, John Hoover, yeah. Brody Lee, which was which is fantastic. That's a really yeah. cool thing for them to do. And John Hoover is very important to them. I believe it was Cash. I can't remember which one. Um, the bald one with the mustache. Yeah. I think that's Cash. <laughs> um, he went through a... Uh, he and his wife went through a miscarriage and John Hooper helped them through it. So he's very... He was a very important person to mm-hmm. him in their life. And uh, that's a very nice tribute that they did. And they got yeah. uh, John Hooper's wife to give the blessing for that, which was classy as well. Yes, very classy. And you just keep uh, to bring up. Uh, I haven't got to say, but uh, rest in peace, John Huber on of on course. here yet. But uh, but uh, you just keep hearing all those stories about like how he just helped wrestlers out and people out backstage and stuff, just out of the kindness of his heart. It just makes you really realize what a tremendous loss he is to the wrestling world and just the world at large, and how good of a person he was. Yeah, I mean, like. I can't think of any other time that's ever happened. Like mm-hmm. even, like I don't want to talk down on anybody, but there have been other deaths over the past few years where the majority of people are positive, and then one person's like, "Well, they actually did this to me," or mm-hmm. like, some, and you're like, "Oh wow, that's kind of shady." Like, yeah, there's none of that with John Hoover. Literally, every person he spoke to had the very best things to say about him, and like, yeah. That's the lasting impact that anyone in the world would want to have. Yeah. I've never heard a bad thing about the man, so it's me either. It's really incredible. Um yes, and we should say uh it was it was the first tweet of our uh of our Twitter handle or of our new Twitter account, but uh we didn't put it on the on our podcast network. We should uh say that last week we did not do an episode we were going to do an episode but we thought it it would just be best to uh to not do one and to let um aw handle the tributes to john huber did a an outstanding job with their tribute show so there's no point in us trying to add to it or anything like that there's no point in reviewing their their tribute to john huber is essentially Mm -hmm. where we stood there yeah okay so um Moving on from that, there is a AW Two Point Show 
which was their little brief but a uh, new video game show they aired after um dynamite it was on their aw games channel and it i would... forgot to watch this so did so you, i w- yeah i i did i watched it. it it wasn't too long it seems like it's going to be a way for them to update us on the progress of the games and maybe play games i'm not sure how it's going to go going forward because mm-hmm. you would think they would have to bank a lot of news to do it every week but yeah. the host is kip sabian who uh actually spoke less than kenny it was kip sabian and kenny and they spoke about the about the three games that they have um they talked about the console game and uh kenny went into how the how the relationship with uh sin sophia and I can't remember the director's name, but the director of No Mercy, how they got him involved. It was he went to go see Sin Sophia before it was even announced that they were going to do a game. He just wanted to reach out to them and talk to them. This was before AW, I think, was almost even announced, or like it was very fresh. And uh, he went to talk to them and he went and talked to the, he called like the, the old guard of Mm -hmm. that of that engine of the aki engine and they said oh yeah we don't really do those games anymore so we can't work on it but the yes this is that engine and they showed it to him and they talked about it this was in japan and then he came back and it was in his mind that he wanted to work on it and i guess somebody that he knew from ea or who works at ea now but he had met in the past and said i actually know the the former director of that game, I can put you in touch. So then he went to meet him and he brought some a, a some more AEW reps with them and they just built that relationship and then they started working with Yukes as well. And um, they talked about how there That's is really cool. going to be character creation, which is really interesting nice, considering nice, the nice. art style that they have in that game. It'll be cool to <laughs> see what people can create there. Um, yeah. He said that there will be online play and there will be online play with some modes that are specific to that that you can oh, that you can only play online, which is fun. He said that um they don't have a release date because he says it's very important to not give a release date and then be hamstrung by that and put out a glitchy mm-hmm. project that becomes a meme which is yeah. both a shot at <coughs> cough cough cyberpunk which is both a shot at <laughs> cyberpunk and WWE for their previous mm-hmm. game yeah he said we don't want to rush it but like it's progressing so that's mm-hmm. fun i'm excited for that um he had the no mercy out in front of him on an N64 which is which is funny and then uh <laughs> that's cool <laughs> And then they talk, he started showing some stuff about the GM game that they have that's going to be on mobile. And he said it's coming out in 60 days or less. <laughs> okay. He said it could come out tomorrow and it, or it could come out in 60 days or it could come out <laughs> in less. But he said 60 days or less. So he said, uh, so that's something. And it look, it doesn't look like the flashiest game in terms of like the, how it looks. Mm-hmm. with the with the wrestling but it'll be i'm interested to try it i wonder if it'll be free to play or if it'll be uh, a paid game i hope it is a paid game because those tend to be better 
Yeah, was, but mobile games tend to be free to play and then spend five well, bucks you know to get what? this pack of wrestlers and stuff. I think I got that wrong. It's not that. That is coming soon because I know <laughs> that um, Aubrey Edwards has tweeted that she has like a demo build on her phone. But okay. it, it's, sorry, I think it was the casino Oh, the casino is, is coming within 60 days. And that will also be on mobile phones. And I don't really know how that's going to work. They I, and I I re I'll reiterate what I said. Re, yeah, reiterate what I said at the time of the announcement that they need to be careful with gambling stuff. Because mm-hmm. uh, kids they watch AEW, um, you don't want to get in trouble with that. Yeah, and apparently it'll be like uh, you can earn AEW merch, which is actually kind of cool. That's cool. So maybe that's how they get around it. I'm not sure. Yeah. Get some stickers or something. Yeah, it was funny. The banter between Kip Sabian and Kenny was funny. He's very much not in character. He's he's like uh, Kenny Omega, the person. Yeah. He, it was Titus. Well, stuff like that you don't really <laughs> need to be in character for. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, it was cool. And uh, moving on... And they're doing that every week? I think so. I think it is. I think they said it was a weekly show. So I don't know how they're going to stretch it out to uh, include um, to do every week. They so. got to show wrestlers and stuff playing games. If yeah, they're do that because I don't really see how else it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so then there was uh, Impact was on again this week, and on Impact this week um, there was another paid ad paid ad from Tony Khan doing his usual thing. This time he was uh he's a little more mad in this one. <laughs> um but uh the the big thing was uh is Kenny and the Good Brothers attacked Rich Swan and Motor City Machine Guns. Mm-hmm. On this one they were in their tra- they were in their big trailer again just uh just being assholes and then Motor, Motor City Machine Guns and Rich Swan got angry. They're like, "We're not gonna wait until later. We're gonna go out there and get them." They went out. They went out to like, they're knocking on their trailer, but then they jumped them from behind, which is funny because it's winter and you can see their breath. And Kenny's out there with no shirt. He's clearly <laughs> freezing his ass off. But they beat them down, and uh, it was good. It was fun, and uh, yeah, you th- those are all broken out online for people to watch. Yeah, if you want to, that's how I watched it. If you want to go check those, I think I was watching up. Wrestle Kingdom when it was on live. Mm-hmm. And yeah, is is good, and uh, it was a nice way to uh, to flow into Dynamite this week. Um, mm-hmm. And we had Dark this week. I have to be honest; I was not into Dark this week, and a lot of that is because I had already watched like seven hours of Wrestle Kingdom that morning and the day before combined and i was just i had just seen the very heights of wrestling yeah and then to watch dark with a bunch of jobbers facing um like uh facing the lower card of AEW, it just didn't really click with me this week i don't really remember any of the matches um the the highlight was negative one Brody lee jr um, both cutting a promo on uh, on Marco Stunt for a little mini feud, 
they uh <laughs> and he's he went after him and tony khan and cody and matt and matt jackson came out to break it up and like brody like gave a little super kick to matt jackson and like he mm-hmm. was hitting everybody else and he was in the gear um and it was funny and he yeah. he cut his promo on marco stunt off the top of his head like it was yeah. uh, it wasn't scripted he said uh he told marco you uh he's like every time i see you out here you're always with a bigger guy and so it's the bigger guy who wins the match for you it's never you you're never the <laughs> one who wins the match and then marco went after him and it was it was funny it was cute and then um yeah. later on in the show i didn't watch the match but uh he came out again with the Dark Order and cut a promo on Dr. Luther saying, that big red ball on your head is stupid. Why are you walking around with a big red ball on your head? Nobody likes you. (laughs) (laughs) It's very, he's going to be in the industry someday. Mm -hmm. You can tell. He's got got some natural skill as well. I don't know if people noticed in the on the on the tribute show how he came into the ring he launched himself into the ring underneath the top rope like he did uh oh, i didn't notice he that. like like he he yeah he he launched over the metal rope with his hands like catapulted ropes. himself in there like he's got some skills <laughs> like uh just for, i guess from learning from his dad being around yeah. the industry that that's how that's how they get you yeah. yeah well i saw those videos of him beating everyone back up backstage so the my he's, favorite he's one was the uh was the adam cole mm-hmm. it, yeah it that was, was probably my favorite too that was great because you just saw that uh everyone in the industry's friends mm-hmm. and they support each other and adam cole's there not being afraid to be on camera yeah at an at essentially at an aw event mm-hmm. and it was cool i like that and um yeah I li- it was very cool yeah i liked it too it was really good there was one other cool moment um tony khan tweeted about it before the match but uh oh yeah this was awesome <laughs> um jungle boy comes out and he's coming out to tarzan boy i can't remember the name i think it's Baltimoreia or something is the artist, but it's a mm-hmm. it's an eighties song. It's a classic eighties song. It's the oh 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 oh, mm-hmm. and that is that's what Jungle Boy. I believe I am correct when I say this, but that's what Jungle Boy used to use on the indies. Yeah, I think that, so. That was his song that he came out to, mm-hmm. and uh, Tony Khan bought that for him in perpetuity as a gift. It was his birthday gift, right? Is it was a saying? Christmas gift christmas gift yeah which is amazing tony Khan's is going out there buying he also bought the rights to i can't remember old anyways it's a tom Waits. is that song they use at the brody tribute yeah at the brody tribute um the tribute video at the end it's a tom Waits song which mm-hmm. would be expensive um yeah tony Khan bought that song so that tribute video can exist forever which is yeah. amazing He's just throwing his money around right now to That's that's big baller money right that's there. That's big baller money. He just <laughs> went out there and bought two big time songs. Two pretty popular songs, yeah. And Tony Khan started his own record label or something. <laughs> it's it's cool though. It's it's good yeah. to see that for um if it fits with the creative going forward, he's happy to 
to put his money where his mouth is. And yeah, and if it helps out his product and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. he wants to make it the best because that song that he bought for Jungle Boy is super catchy too. So when crowds yeah, come back, he can amazing. just hear the whole crowd singing it and everything. Mm-hmm. And I noticed uh, Marco Stunt's new music. It's not what he used to come out to on the indies, which was another famous pop song. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, uh-huh. it's very similar. They wrote him a song sort of like that for him to come out and clap to. It's well, funny. <laughs> so now they just need the um, young bucks to, because the, on the indies would come out to Mbop. Oh yeah, Hanson. They did <laughs> come back out to that. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's get into Dynamite. This week's Dynamite was maybe slightly uneven in that, like, there are some matches that I didn't love or that maybe I was even slightly disappointed in based on where my mm-hmm. expectations for them were. But the final match and final the final 30 minutes might be my favorite 30 minutes of AEW or just wrestling in a long, long time. Yeah, it was really good. Within the past year or so, only being matched by when Brody beat Cody for the for the TNT title. Oh yeah, that's like probably AEW's like crowning TV moment when but, Brody did that. But this is up there. This is that mm-hmm, good for sure for me. Um, yeah, and also just just how the day was. I didn't. I was distracted, as I'm yeah. sure most people were. When yeah, uh, it, it took me a while to get into the show too, like I was watching, but mm-hmm. it was hard to stay focused. It, it, it's tough, like, especially like the first match. Like uh, mm-hmm. it was a good match. Is between Bucks and SCU acclaimed in TH two. I honestly can't really tell you much of what happened in it. It was good. It was a banger. It was one of their cocaine banners. Bangers. It was really, yeah. but it. I couldn't. I didn't retain it. I don't know really what happened. I remember the ending. The ending was cool. Yeah, that's um, all I remember too. And I think I missed like the first like four minutes of the match. Um, I think I was going to the restroom or something. Yeah, SCU and or uh, Daniels and um, well, for no, first it was uh, Nick Jackson. He's going to do. They're going to do the Meltzer driver. Yeah, and uh, but he looks back behind him, sees some guys on the floor, and he ends up doing a dive onto the floor instead. So then yeah. Christopher Daniels jumps up to that spot. He's looking at at Matt, who still is holding, uh, I think it was Bowens. Um, and they they jump up and they do, they're like, and Excalibur's like, which, which Meltzer is he going to do? Which Meltzer is he going to do? And he ends mm-hmm. up doing the best Meltzer ever, which is, um, which is SCU's finisher, which shares yeah. the same name. And it was it was really cool, but the the big part at the end was uh, um, SCU get on the mic and they say, "The young bucks, we will have your back forever. We've we you you guys came up with us. We've we've known you for a long time since you were since you were like really young. Um, we have your back until the day that we challenge for that belt." And if we and if we lose along the way, we will break up. But we that's not going to happen because we're going to challenge you for that belt. And uh, the Bucks just they nod. They're like okay and shake their hands, and they're just complete white meat baby faces, mm-hmm. which is very interesting considering yeah. what happens later on in the show, which then um, 
makes you think back on this moment a bit differently and kind of scratch your head and be like, hmm, I wonder what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so for that match, I mean, I gave it a three and a half stars out of five. Like it was, it was good. Like it was fun, but I was just, it was, I didn't really yeah. retain it. Yeah, it wasn't anything terrible. I liked the ending. The best melter ever was cool. But yeah, it was it was just kind of hard to get into with the events of the day mm-hmm. being the first match and everything. That, that's, a, that's a tough thing to because they mm-hmm. know what people were just watching. And then they yeah. have to go out there and get them into the show. And they did, but it's just, it's tough. And apparently Nick Jackson suffered a leg contusion oh, in wow. this match. Um I do remember. I do know the spot. It was a uh, is when Jack Evans goes up to do the uh, was it the six thirty off the top rope, mm-hmm. and Nick Jackson gets up his knees. That's the spot where he hurt himself. Oh, okay. And he was able to finish the match, but I guess uh, I don't want to say what it was. But later on in the show, he's visibly limping, and he doesn't take part in certain events. Yeah. And uh, apparently, apparently he thought his leg was broken, so this is a good thing. And he does have a match for next week. So, as far as I know, they're still going along with it. Hopefully, they won't have to change it. But there is uh, there's room to change it if they have to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So what? Yeah, you you had the same thoughts as me. Okay. Yeah. So it's. Uh, it so the next segment was uh, John Moxley talking, and uh, so this was a promo. This is one of his just he's 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 in the ring, and it's just one of his natural, just badass '80s Hollywood movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's got a new shirt promos, and he just he looks so good. He sounds so good, so believable. Mm-hmm. But he essentially says that uh, he's going to come for Kenny Omega eventually, and. Yeah, that's because he said he didn't want to ruin Phoenix's night because mm-hmm. he's been working for this for a long time. So, yeah, it's like, which is a very babyface thing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. He says, mm-hmm. he's like, I've come up with Phoenix. Phoenix has been doing this for 13 years. I know how hard he's worked for this. This is his big opportunity. I'm not going to take that from him. This is his moment. Mm-hmm. He's like, but Kenny, rest assured, your moment is coming. And yeah. uh, I'm going to be watching you, and you better be watching for me. But he's like, but you'll see me coming. He's like, I'm not going to do it from behind. I'm not going to yeah. be sneaky. He's like, uh, he's like, I'm going to look you in the eyes when I do it to you. He's like, but I'm coming. I'm going to be your boogeyman. So it's like, awesome. That's right. I was going to say, did he call himself the boogeyman at one point? He did. <laughs> There's been yeah. a lot of boogeyman references the past two weeks. Yeah. So he's been having nightmares. Including the boogeyman. He showed up somewhere. <laughs> did he show up in WWE this past week? Yeah, they did their like legends. I didn't watch it, but they did their legends show. And he, I guess he was on I've that. never actually watched the boogeyman, but I like the idea. He was interesting back in the day. I remember when he first debuted, I was like, what is happening? Because he like ate worms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Apparently they were real worms too, and the guy had never done that before, and he just said, all right, I'll do it. And like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's interesting. Yes. So the, the the next segment we have is uh is Chuck and Orange Cassidy are in the back. They're having they're doing an interview and Miro and Kip walk up. And uh Miro says like, "Oh, hey uh Chuck and Orange. Um 
I guess you guys aren't going to be a team anymore because your leader's gone. I guess you don't really have much to do. Um, uh, he's and Chuck says, like, you know what? No, we we're we're gonna have a match next week. He's just like, sure. And Mir's like, sure. You know what? I'll we'll have this match, but uh, only if if I beat you, you have to be my young boy, and yeah. uh, you have to you have to do everything I say. You have to be my young boy until until my wedding, and or until Kip and uh, Kip's. Kip's and wedding. Penelope's wedding. Yeah. And he said, he says like, you know what? Sure. Whatever. Whatever I have to, whatever I have to do to, to, to end this, to end whatever this yeah. is and have you leave. And I thought, I was like, well, that's kind of ironic. Cause that's what a lot of people <laughs> are thinking about this whole angle. It's like, whatever we have to do to end this. Uh, yeah. But uh, I'm actually, I'm actually looking forward to that match. And I don't know how they're going to do this because Miro's going to beat Chuck next week. Oh yeah. There's He's no way Chuck's beat Chuck. beating Miro. And but Chuck's funny, and Chuck as his young boy could be. It could be really funny. Could be the added twist this needs to inject something Mm -hmm. into it. Because I don't know, they've been doing this for months. Yeah, and it feels like it's been going. And we still have over a month until Mm -hmm. it's. It's not even happening in January. It's happening in February. It's like holy moly, guys. Anyways, but I will say uh, Miro's outfit was. Awesome. Miro's outfit's he's, always awesome. I, I do appreciate yeah, that about him. Just come like, over. He, his uh, fit, as the kids say, has uh, been awesome. His, but I think that's just probably how he really dresses. But I think he's just got a good yeah. sense of style. <laughs> it's just like his tacky money, his tacky mm-hmm. uh, yeah. like rich attire is it's very like funny. Dolly Parton used to always say it costs a lot of money to look this cheap. Exactly. So. That's that's a hundred percent Miro. Yeah. Right now, and it, it's very funny, and. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes because I had always thought that he was eventually going to turn on Kip, and that may still be where they go with this. But uh, I can see that happening at the wedding because wrestling that, weddings never I'm, go smoothly. That's what I was they, they never just get married. <laughs> Something's going to happen. Something crazy always happens. Yeah, so it's unfortunate that Chuck is out for like yeah. four to five months. Yeah, I know. But uh, he tore his peck, right? Yeah, but. I don't know. Maybe that it allows them to pivot Chuck and Orange to something else. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. have them. Maybe have Chuck do some singles. Yeah, he's a really good singles wrestler. So he's good. He needs to. I don't know. They got to get them doing something more. Yeah, he's a surprisingly good like hardcore wrestler too. He's yeah. He's a he's very unassuming. You don't realize mm-hmm. how much skill he has. Yeah. Okay, this the next match is one of the better matches of the show. Oh, yeah, this I match was awesome. It was uh, Wardlow versus Hager, which uh, I thought this was Hager's best match in AW. Yeah. Aside from this, wasn't even that long too. It's probably like five minutes, but they got a lot in there. Was this match only five minutes? I don't know. It, it just didn't seem that long to me. Huh. I didn't time it or anything. Yeah, but of course. It just it felt like it didn't last that long, but it felt like they also got a lot in in the short amount of time. They did they get had. a lot in. And uh, this is, again, one match that I just suffered from me being a little distracted from the mm-hmm. day. But uh, what I remember was very memorable. And I do remember, like, there seemed to just be more urgency in Hager's movements and his work that I really appreciated. And I think a lot of that had to do with uh, Wardlow just being so quick and powerful mm-hmm. and he really kind of dragged Hager into the fight a bit 
to to use a hockey term where you drag yeah. your, where you drag your teammates into a into the fight with you. Um, yeah, yeah, it was solid. It was just really good big man work from from the two of them. Um, Wardlow's hair just absolutely he know he really knows how to flip it. His yeah. his uh, European uppercut lock in the corner looks mm-hmm. so good because he twists his body in such a way that he flips his hair. Yeah. As he does it. And there's actually one really funny gif online. If you can find the gif of him hitting Hager with the first European uppercut, he look they have it at an angle in such a way where it has the Titan Tron or the the screen behind them and it looks like mm-hmm. he hits all the coins out of them because of <laughs> the little uh, explosion That's of funny. gold like streamers that they have in, mm-hmm. on the video it looks like uh, Mario hitting the br- hitting the bricks and coins coming yeah. out <laughs> that's funny it's very funny but yeah this this match was good Hager was out wrestling him on the mat and using his wrestling skills to reverse him he reversed uh I can't remember what move it was but he reversed a move into the uh into the ankle lock at one point and um Wardlow was using his athleticism to to really like run circles around him mm-hmm. in certain places he he hit him with the with the swanton do they call it a swanton or a senton in uh, uh in they call it a senton they call it I a think senton. swanton is jeff hardy yeah, okay yeah pretty much yeah the, he hit him with the senton at one point and mm-hmm. uh hager locked him locked in the triangle choke a couple times and uh i I think it's a triangle choke yeah yeah it is yeah and uh the last time uh wardlow only broke out of it by dropping off the apron and guillotining him on the ropes and Mm -hmm. then uh he got him with the f10 and he f10 hager and it he legit f10 hager and that that's a hard thing to do hager's a big boy yeah, he's pretty large. It's very impressive, especially considering uh, Hager's shitty F2 the week <laughs> before. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I just really loved seeing Wardlow beat Hager clean. Cause yeah, that was surprising. He's clean. Very clean. Clean as a whistle. Hit him, with a, hit him with his finisher and just one, two, three. And mm-hmm. I also really liked the dynamic of the of the other inner circle members being on the ramp so you could see their reactions mm-hmm. throughout the match. Yeah. Which was, uh, which is interesting. Like they clapped for certain for really. And you could uh, MJF's trying not to celebrate too much for, for Ward mm-hmm. He's covering his mouth at certain points, trying to, yeah. to hide his excitement. And you have Jericho on commentary going nuts for it. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was really good. Um, mm-hmm. I thought uh, it's interesting to see the the younger, less experienced wrestler um, make the experienced one look better. Yeah, like Wardlow <laughs> made Hager look real good. Mm-hmm. Wardlow is an absolute star in AW. Going forward, yeah. Yo, they have to lock yeah. him up one hundred percent. WWE is going to come calling. Um, he is their dream wrestler, and yeah. if he can talk, Wardlow can talk. Yeah, um, he can. He had that promo before the match. He's good. Um, yeah, I and, I uh, see this as at the a law a slow long term push for Wardlow this year. I see very mm-hmm. I see big things for him in twenty twenty one. Me too.
yeah. Uh, what and what were your overall thoughts on this one? Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, like I said at the beginning, it it didn't the match didn't seem like as long. I don't remember exactly how long it was, but they got a lot in, mm-hmm. a lot of big power moves. Like we've talked about before, just two big meaty men slapping running meat. into each other. Yeah, slapping meat. Something we both like is a lot of fun. Yeah, the, definitely. There was that, definitely Hager's best match. There in was AEW. one botch at the beginning, and I was happy that they recovered because mm-hmm. there was another match that also had a bit of a botch, and I don't think it ever quite recovered after yeah. it. And that was the Cody match later on in the show. Mm-hmm. There was a because sometimes a botch at the beginning just really just sets can really just de- devolve a match. Yeah, we've seen it with I'm sure we've seen it with Nero the, in, in the past. Yeah. We've seen it. We've seen it with Pentagon and Phoenix and FDR before, where a botch really uh, ruined one of their matches at one point during mm-hmm. the summer. Like uh, sometimes it it just happens when it, on live TV. Yeah, it's hard to. And then it, rain it, it probably gets stuck in their head, like "oh crap, I messed up," and then mm-hmm. that's all you're thinking about. Yeah, they they pulled it together, and it was good. Yep, yeah, it was really good. I liked it a lot. All right. Excited to see where Wardlow goes from here, mm-hmm. especially yeah. with the. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it, the backstage segment that's mm-hmm. coming up. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. All right. So the next we have, this is a short little thing, but it was, it was good. It was effective. Even it was, remember this? I think I got up <laughs> to get something whenever was, this happened. It was quick. Uh, it was private party. They do. Uh, they had a segment in the back where they're, they have their, their drinks set up. They're, they're having a little, some little drinks in the back, and but they don't have any juice. So they're like, "Oh, we got the gin, but where's the juice?" And then in comes Snoop Dogg. He's like, "I got mm. you juice," and he slaps it down on the table. <laughs> and uh, they're like, "Oh, Snoop Dogg, what's up?" And they're, he's like, "He's like, oh, he's like, hey guys, how you doing?" And then in comes Jeff Hardy, and he's got their new contract. And mm-hmm. um, I think I think this was on BTE where he was talking about. He talked to them on BTE this past week about how uh, how he really wants to rework their contracts with them and how he wants 30% of their earnings. Jeez. Big money Matt's coming out. Exactly. And so he, he talked them into it and he brings this contract up and they're just like, Oh, well, we kind of wanted these things. And he, they hand them, he, they hand him some notes. He's like, Oh no, those are all in there. And they're looking like, Oh, okay. And uh, Snoop's just in the background and he has them sign the contract. He's like, I'm here for you guys, but just 30%, 30%. And then uh, mm-hmm. it cuts off. It's just just a cute little thing to just show that Matt is manipulating them. I kind of thought that Snoop was going to step in and be like, that contract's shit, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I've seen bad contracts in my career or something like that. Yeah. But no, he didn't He didn't, uh, He didn't. didn't say anything. And then uh, it was literally like a two-minute segment. Yeah. The Snoop being on the show tonight made me realize how tall he was. And I, I guess I just never realized how man. tall that guy is. He's a very yeah. tall man. He's... Slender Man for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, we had uh, the Darby and Cage weigh in. So, uh, Team Taz comes down in the ring. Darby comes down in the ring. They do the weigh in. Uh, Cage gets on the, gets up there first, weighs in at 270. Then Darby gets up, uh, weighs in at um, 170. And then uh, Taz gets on the mic. He's just like, yeah, but that's 170 with his jacket. With his bracelets, with his metal rings, with his belt with all the metal on it. Yeah, he's his like, shoes. He's just like he's one seventy with, with with all this stuff on. It's just like Cage is gonna kill him, and it's like that's ominous for next week. And then uh, 
Darby grabs the mic, which is interesting because he never does this. And uh, yeah. he's talking and he talks to me. He's like, I'm not scared. He's like, I've been, he's like, this isn't the, the build for this match isn't uh, two months or whatever it's been. And he says, uh, he's like, it's been 27 years. I've been fighting against assholes like you my whole life. Mm-hmm. He's like, the, he's like, this is nothing new. I'm ready for you. And you know what? I want to go right now. And they're about yeah, to. He said, I know how these things usually go. So he just grabbed a skateboard and then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then. And Team Taz is like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to kill him. And then the lights go off. Sting comes out again. And Team Taz runs away again. Um, there was a funny part where uh, like taz as he as he's running away he's like cutting a promo on the snow he's like ah yes no he's like snow. getting caught in his face he's swinging <laughs> his little arms around and uh but it's like they ran away again it's the same spot they've been doing for over a month now it's the yeah. same segment over I and think over and over one of two things is happening they don't want sting to get physical yet mm-hmm. so they're just trying to draw it out as much as they can or they're going to do like the ultimate swerve and Sting joins Team Taz, <laughs> like know, which I don't either, really see either happening. Either he has but... to thwack Darby in the head with that bat, or mm-hmm. uh, but like just write something different. Like yeah. uh, it's the same. It's literally the same segment every week with maybe a yeah. different like camera angle. Mm-hmm. Like how many yeah. times are these five tough as nails guys going to run away from a sixty-one-year-old with a bat and a yeah. guy who you just said was. 170 pounds in a snowsuit. Yeah. Like, I still love Team Taz, though. So, it's like, no, they, I love they, it. They still get me through these segments. Even no, if I like it. It's a, it's a booking problem. It's not mm-hmm. a, yeah, for sure. It's not a for Team sure. Taz problem. It's, a, it's not a sting problem. And that's another no, thing no. that I've had. It's like, you they just need they to, keep, like an, you said, change it up. They keep announcing sting. We're going to, we're, Sting's going to be there live. And then Sting mm-hmm. comes out as a supposed surprise. It's like, it's not a surprise. You announced he was going to be here. Yeah. If you want to do it's... the Sting surprise, don't announce him. Yeah. And yeah. What happened to him cutting promos on Cody? That was, that's when Sting was funny. When he yeah, it was, it was funny and it was Cody weird. Off. It was ominous. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe they just want to uh, leave. I think that. I don't think they want Sting to say too much about that because I think he's probably actually going to end up betraying Cody. Yeah. Well, I guess I didn't listen to the AEW podcast this week, but Sting said he's he's down to do some cinematic matches. Mm-hmm. He, he wants to. I guess he. Tr- yeah, I guess he tried to pitch one to WWE before he left. And they said no. Where he wanted to fight the Undertaker in a cinematic match, but they they told him no. So Tony Khan offered him to come and do some. So that's good. That, that that's their plan because he uh, he's older and he's got the bad neck. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think what they're they're running into is he can't take bumps, mm-hmm. and what they're doing is building towards a pay per view, and their pay per views are three months apart. Yeah, the problem is that instead of finding ways to get around that, they're just running the same segment every week. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. yeah. The, they changed up a little bit last week where they came out of from the different angle from the side, from and that the side, that yeah. was quite cool. But this week it's them in the ring again, and Team Taz yeah, running last away. Week's, last week's was cool because you had Darby like posted up on the door, looking real cool, mm-hmm. and Sting came out. That was cool. And Sting came out but, the uh, same door. Yeah, and when yeah. Uh, when they showed them all in the ring afterwards, it was just like, 
oh shit, Brad's right, they're going to do blood and guts. Mm-hmm. But the guys in the ring didn't quite make sense because you had 10 in there with them. Yeah. Even though 10 has gotten really over. I saw uh, so many thirst tweets about 10 the other day. I was like, what is... Were, like all these all these ladies were just posting pictures of him like flexing and stuff. Well, they're they're all seeing photos of him with his mask off with Brody yeah. Jr. <laughs> is is what that is. He's a good yeah. looking guy. Eventually he's gonna have to take that mask off. Yeah. But yeah. But it just made me laugh. I was like, thirst tweets for tin is that's something I would have never thought I would have seen before in my life. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. But well, next week with them having the match, yeah, the, there know, will be a match. Up and Something's mm-hmm. gonna it's it's coming to a head next week. It's just, yeah, it, I just don't like I'm it for a month. It. Like the one thing yeah. they treat every storyline like long term booking, but they don't always have enough content to do long term yeah. booking with each storyline. So some of them mm-hmm. need to be like Short. a medium length. Or like mm-hmm. short, just, short things. Not everything needs to build from one pay per view to the next. Yeah, that, that's just growing pains type deal, though, because mm-hmm. they're still pretty For new. Sure. So you and just, just got to learn mm-hmm. what you can drag out, what you can't. But yeah, I'm looking forward to their match next week. No, the match next week is going to be fantastic. Cage is going to just destroy Darby the whole match. It's going to be pretty awesome. Those are two of the best workers mm-hmm. in the company, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I can't wait. He's going to if anyone at. AEW's listening to this. I want a Team Taz shirt with just a picture of all of them, like posed, doing something cool. And it just doesn't even have to even say Team Taz, just a picture of all of them, please, if anyone's listening. Yeah, like Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy it. I'll buy two. Okay, so next we had the segment that you mentioned earlier, which was uh mm-hmm. Hager's he's in the he's in the back of the He's in the stadium, and he's he's in, I guess, the garage, and he's just wailing on a garage door, just punching a garage door. He's freaking mm-hmm. out. He's yelling. Um, he's having a terrible time because he lost to Wardlow, and he's so fucking mad at Wardlow. And MJF comes yeah. in there, and he's just like, hey, big man, big man, calm down, calm down. And Hager turns around, and he looks like he's about to hit him. He's like, no, 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 calm down. He's like, you have no reason to be upset. He's like, I understand that you lost the match tonight, but you're an undefeated MMA fighter. He's like, you're a badass. He's mm-hmm. like, we need you, and we need you at your best. And when you're when you're at your best, you do have an undefeated record, um, against legitimate big badass people. He's like, don't be so down on yourself. And Wardlow looks at me. He's like, he's like, oh, he's like, you know what? When you came in here, he's like, I was gonna knock you out. I'm not going to lie. I was going to throw hands. He's like, he's like, but you know what? That was a really cool thing to say. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate thanks for, it. Thanks for checking on me or something. Like yeah. That. He's like, it's like, thanks for checking in on me, man. I, I appreciate that. And when you think back to a few weeks ago, when he went and checked in on, when MJF went in and checked on, on Santana after the death of his father-in-law, which I didn't want that to be a storyline element, but it's, it's a good storyline element in that it informs the character. Yeah, in a way, they're not bringing it up again. Yeah, like they're not. You see what MJF's doing with the Hager thing like, this week now. So he's what he's doing is he's systematically winning over each inner circle member mm-hmm. in a personal way I, 
helping them as a leader. Yeah, and I think each time he's done that, Jericho's been on commentary. Yeah, it's always so. been uh, MJF and that person or mm-hmm. a couple people alone. So yeah. he's he's building bonds with all these guys in yeah. real ways. And, I, and he's doing it with things that are from their real life. Mm-hmm. It's a Hager with his real life MMA fighting outside the company. Santana with his father-in-law outside the company. Then mm-hmm. next, I guess he's going to reach out to Sammy in a way. That one's going to be the harder one for him because... I think Sammy still hates him, right? Yeah, this is cool, and it like it's he's gonna take the inner circle away from Jericho. That's yeah, what he's going for. Definitely, and it's gonna come down to it when the rest of the inner circle is gonna realize that Jericho hasn't been there for him, and then he's a little genius, is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it and the thing is, is that uh, he's not gonna use these things to betray these guys. He's gonna. He's using this to convince them that he's a good guy, and he doesn't have mm-hmm. to betray them. He's going to betray Jericho. He doesn't have to, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. He's not going to turn it on these guys. Well, he might. You never know. I, because I, I would feel I could that, see him, like, turning the inner circle on Jericho, and then using the inner circle to eventually win the world title. And then after he wins the world title is when he starts treating the rest of the inner circle like crap. Yeah, because I feel like he and Wardlow aren't long for the world together. No, no, no. Especially with Hager. Like, I don't think that they... It's very interesting what they're going to do. And I think it's... Well, we know it's going to come to a head at the at the next pay-per-view, which I believe mm-hmm. is February or March. Uh, is it... What's it, the next pay-per-view? Is it Revolution? Yeah, I think that's normally in February. I'll look it up. Oops. While you do that, I will go ahead to the next segment. Okay. And that was uh, Jurassic Express and FTR. They had uh, it's Jurassic Express is in the back. They're they're having they're having an interview. They don't really get two words out before FTR comes in, and they just uh, they talk down to uh, Jurassic Express and to Marco Stunt specifically, to the point where Marco Stunt has had enough of the situation and he uh he volunteers himself into the match in in place of luchasaurus for the match Mm -hmm. between ftr and jungle express next week and that's exactly what ftr wanted like yeah oh good they don't want to fight yeah well we can't we can't wait to fight you little marco and i can't Mm -hmm. wait to watch them just stretch out marco and (laughs) like uh hit hit him with the uh with the big rig now which is like so his head goes like right through the mat mm-hmm. like <laughs> okay it's... so i looked up revolution mm-hmm. and it's february 27th okay so it's the it's e- at... end of the month yeah they have it listed in miami at the watsco center so i guess they're trying to gonna try to move oh that's uh that's one thing i forgot to mention that um this past week it was uh where it was not announced but uh there was news that they are looking for, I think, until April, moving to Miami hmm. for, to do to do shows in Miami until uh, until April because it's too cold in Jack in Jacksonville. Like interesting because uh, I guess uh, I guess in like uh, compared to other cities, it's not that bad. But like you're outdoors, you're shirtless, uh-huh. you're competing, you're chopping each other. It's like it's like competing in just above freezing weather. I think. Yeah. 
And so like it's, was... it, they've said it's been legit. They said with the wind chill, it was below freezing for their uh, for their show two weeks ago. Yeah, it was sixty two degrees Fahrenheit, seventeen Celsius for the high today. So, so that's not bad. Cold. But once you get to at night, it would be different. Yeah, this was like the height of the daytime. Mm-hmm. So at night it would be quite cold, especially with the wind, and you're mm-hmm. out there, and, and it's right on the ocean too, so you get that breeze out there off in your the little ocean. tights. Yeah, taking chops. Yeah, you're losing areola, as uh, yeah. <laughs> as Taz's want to say. Um, yeah, so that's interesting, and I'm I'm actually really looking forward to that because it'll be a nice change of scenery, and having mm-hmm. fans in a different arena would make it look a lot more packed. Even yeah, though there's true. even though there's not that many of them. Like mm-hmm. just the the way Daly's place is set up, even when it's a packed arena, you don't see the fans. Yeah. And Jacksonville's it's in like northern Florida too, so it's mm-hmm. not it's, like like Miami's like the south oh, of yeah. Florida. No, so it'll, it'll be, be like it'll be there. they'll be warm. They'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um and uh they're they're also doing their beach bash one there as well. Oh, okay. Which is That'd be good to be um, change it up. Beach bash is when uh, Kip Sabian's getting married. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I bet they finish out January in Jacksonville, and mm-hmm. probably February they move to Miami. Good stuff. Yeah, that'll be uh that'll be good. Yeah. So yeah, to continue with this FDR thing. Yeah. So they they've set the match up for next week. Little Marco's in there. They're gonna destroy Little Marco. It'll be good. Oh yeah, It'll be I bet Jungle Boy. I could even see him not even getting into the match. They just beat Barco up the whole time. Mm-hmm. They might. They might get that one hot tag. But like both of these guys, just live for the for the sympathy beating. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll be good. I'm. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to them breaking Jungle Boy off from Jurassic Express, but in, not in terms of like he's separate from the, but in like the way that. Um, Scorpio, like Scorpio Sky, Sky did with, is away yeah. from SCU, where he's a singles guy. Oh yeah, Jungle Boy's like he's so handsome and like he gets that sympathy. He's going to be whenever they decide to push him like that. He's going to be a big time star, like, big time sympathetic baby face. I I I want to say like whenever a heel gets a hold of the um, TNT title. TNT title, might be his time. Yeah, that'd be perfect. All right, so next we had the. Cody with Snoop Dogg as his uh, manager. The go Big Show segment of the night or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> versus versus Seidel. And uh, yeah, so this this match, I, in the wrestling community that we're in, as we're watching this, I typed on the, in the group, it's just like, oh, this match is going to be amazing. And I was disappointed. I was. Yeah, it was. It was just fine. It was, it it was mainly just about what happened at the yeah, end. Yeah, I, I was not a fan because I am match. a I'm a huge Seidel fan. I think his work is great. <laughs> I'm a huge Cody fan. I th- I thought they would do really really cool stuff, and it just sort of was a nondescript match between the two. There was a weird botch at the beginning. Not a weird botch. Botches happen. Whatever. But I felt <laughs> like they never really got it going afterwards. Yeah, and I was distracted by Snoop because Snoop didn't go down beside ringside. He stayed up on the ramp, and he's so tall 
that he was just like a beacon standing in the yeah. background and my eyes just kept going up to Snoop and he was, pre- yeah. he was pretending to coach the match. Nice detail. He had, uh, he did have um, Arn Anderson. He had Arn's um, play waffle card, house menu. his waffle waffle yeah. house menu, and he he had it in front of his mouth as if he was like giving instructions. Yeah, Cody, which was which is really funny. I thought that was funny, but he was distracting. I was focused on him as much as I was on the match. Mm-hmm. There was one really cool spot though, where uh, and it was funny as well, where Seidel hit the meteora on the uh, almost, on the yeah. ramp, and but they almost took out Snoop. Almost, he had to dive yeah, out of the way. On Snoop. He had to jump out of the way. <laughs> this is very funny. <laughs> and uh, they're outside the ring at one point, and Cody goes to hit Seidel. Seidel dodges, and he ends up hitting Serpentico in the crowd. And there's Luther's beside him. He does like his pterodactyl scream at him. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> And they go back in the ring. Um, Cody's able to beat Seidel. He hits. He hit him with two crossroads, right, for the win. I believe he did. Uh, I think one of them was a scorpion death trap, wasn't it? Or did well, he do two crossroads? He did. He did hit him with a with like a neckbreaker DDT thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I guess the equivalent to the scorpion. Yeah. Uh, death drop. But I thought he hit him with a couple crossroads because I remember I being did. like, uh, "Ooh, that's a good crossroads sell." Yeah. And then he hit him with a second one. Uh, I think so, and but uh, it was the match. I thought honestly, like three stars. But the after the match, um, was, and this is funny. It's not like a big angle, but it's a funny angle. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Serpentico and Luther run in the ring. Um, it's pretty much Seidel fights them off because they're beating yeah. down Cody, and then Seidel. This is like the the best action of the match for me. Uh, hits them both with like wicked head kicks. I was like, ooh, this is good. <laughs> and uh, I was like, this is cool to see them uh, fighting together. But then Snoop Dogg comes in, and he gets up on the top rope, and he says he's going for a splash. And um, it was funny because he's like, no, 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 bring, a cl- bring him closer. And they have him drag Serpentico. Uh, go closer to him so he can hit the worst splash i've ever seen the worst best splash i've ever seen but it was so worth it because Mm -hmm. jericho uh calls out um on commentary he says he says he's an untrained he's not a trained wrestler he looks like a wet piece of spaghetti (laughs) he looks like a wet spaghetti noodle or something like that (laughs) yeah one of the funniest things i've ever heard (laughs) and snoop looks so happy Snoop loved it he had such yeah, a good he was time. So happy I was like, "All right, whatever, yeah. man. That was funny. It was worth it just yeah. for that. I don't care. It was funny." Three right before we got on here, I was looking at Twitter and uh, Sasha Banks because I, I think her and Snoop Dogg are cousins. Okay, uh, she posted. There's that shot from uh, when her and Becky Lynch and Charlotte had that three way at WrestleMania, where Becky and Charlotte are fighting and Sasha's jumping off the top ropes, but she photoshopped Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> when he did his dive the other night, <laughs> the dive, like his feet hit first, like mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much just <laughs> fell off the top. Yeah, he just flopped on him. But like it was, it was funny. It was, funny. It was so funny. Like Snoop Dogg's like six twenty. Yeah, um, no, his like his legs two pounds. touched the ground before he even the rest of his body did because he's so tall. He looked like Jack Skellington did a yeah. splash. <laughs> His hoodie was awesome, though. The cover of it, the, hoodie, the Dog Pound album. Cool. It, was yeah, awesome. it was cool. Yeah, I loved it. Um, he had such a good time. Um, yeah. And Jericho was funny with that call. So Yeah, and Snoop Dogg went up and hugged all the 
of ring announcers, and you could just tell he was having a good time. So, what the, more can you ask? For? The mattress co promotion. Yeah, yeah, it is the, what it is. What's I honestly thought that Go Big Show show had already started because of how much they've been <laughs> advertising it. I don't know, but I guess it's I guess it's on right now or something like that. Or it was I think on. It's, it's actually I think it's on next week. Oh, okay. I'd say I don't even know. I'm not ever going to watch it, but. <laughs> okay, so then we had Sheeta versus Abaddon, and this match, I uh, this is one I don't know. I think I might be a little higher on it than most people. I thought it was a good match, but I can understand why people didn't like because it was it was really just a brawl. It was yeah. uh, it was somebody trying to fight off a monster. So it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a, a lot very of technical. It wasn't a very technical match. Um it was just Yeah, it it just looked like a, a fight as if like someone's being is a monster's trying to maul somebody and they're just trying to fight them off and the monster's mm-hmm. not trying to hit them with any special moves, they're just trying to bite them and smash them and smash their head into things and pull their hair. It was like watching Daryl fight zombies in The Walking Dead. Yeah. And uh, I thought I enjoyed it. I don't think mm-hmm. that everyone else did. Maybe they did. I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. They did. I uh, liked it fine enough. Like it was. Di- I remember watching. It, like this is different, but I like that it's different. Yeah. That... I just not too hot on the ending and how abruptly it ended. Yeah. That kind of took me out of it. But you explained it earlier. Yeah. That, the shot there is a okay. there's. I have there's a part of the ending that I liked how they did it. It was quick. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so there, there's one part. Um, well, let, let's cut to the part where it starts getting... There's an interesting part where Abaddon pulls Sheeta under the ring. Mm-hmm. And again, another ad for the Go Big Show. The Go Big yeah. Show's... Uh, <laughs> the aprons were the Go Big Show advertising. So yeah. it's, like, it's a big ad for them. But uh, then the ref goes under. He's trying to get them out of there. He comes back up. He doesn't know where they are. And then Abaddon comes out, and she's dripping blood from the mouth. And then That was a cool shot when she came out with all the blood running mm-hmm. out of her mouth. That was really and cool. And Sheeta comes out. She's, it looks like she's gushing blood from the neck again. Mm-hmm. And then Abaddon's just beating her down again. It goes to picture-in-picture picture at this point. But the whole picture-in-picture, picture, she's just like working her over on the neck smashing her head off the ground just doing like power submissions and like strikes on her mm-hmm. on her head and neck area and then it comes back and it did a weird commercial break when it came back and cheetah was, had control and she hits her with a not not a tope but like a crossbody off the yeah. off the ropes to Abaddon on the floor. She starts. She starts to out wrestle her. At this point, it's not a brawl anymore. Um, she gets her back in the ring. They sort of have a, a back and forth. Um, she's at, at what point she's smashing Abaddon's head off the railing. Um, mm-hmm. Abaddon was able to get her up into about to hit her with her like gory special inspired uh, finisher. Um, Shida was able to roll her up but she doesn't go for the pin instead she runs to the ropes and this is the finish that you're talking about and abaddon starts crawling towards her like a monster like reaching out for her trying to bite her ankles and then Sheeta, while she's crawling towards her runs back and hits her with the tamashi in the face which was abrupt but i was looking at abaddon and having watching abaddon crawl towards her reaching out and then getting hit square in the face with the knee was i thought was kind of cool in yeah 
in the sense of like the horror movie um yeah cinematography that they were going for yeah. i thought that was quite cool yeah i just it just felt like the way Abaddon was built up during this match it it takes at least more than one of her finishers to, yes. to uh, finish her off but it was it, i like the match i think overall. she probably should have hit her with a falcon arrow have her get up yeah. and then hit her with uh hit her with the knee at the beginning of the match she yeah. did uh before they even got to the ring um she had hit her twacked her right between the eyes with the kendo stick yeah that was awesome on the on the, <laughs> on awesome. the ramp which was good mm-hmm. i like that bit yeah it was it was it was good and so part of the reason why this was just a brawl and like she like abaddon wrestled this match like she was hercules from mm-hmm. like early 90s <laughs> like a late 80s yeah. wrestling um she wrestled it like she was a monster Mm-hmm. like a like a big like a big monster brute and part of that is first of all because she is a literal monster but mm-hmm. also because we forget that she's got like almost less than a year experience she does yeah, not have that much true. experience so they had to uh this is how they're able to to tell that story mm-hmm. and i thought it was uh her acting really sells it yeah so uh yeah it's a uh, it was I could be generous and give it like a three and a half. It's probably a little bit, it's probably less than that, but uh, I'm excited to see where they go next. And I want them to, I don't know who she is next opponent will be. I get maybe, maybe Anna J or something like that. I'm not sure. That'd be good. Cause you you think eventually they're, they either got to get to Britt Baker soon, but um, as we will see with this next, segment um Britt baker had a match scheduled for for next week with thunder rosa that match does not appear to be happening anymore and has been replaced yeah. on the card that is likely that's likely due to they had to shift these weeks because of Brody lee's passing um mm-hmm. and as a result with uh thunder rosa's other obligations because she's not actually signed to the company she has other things that she's doing she runs her own promotion she doesn't doesn't look like she's available for next week so next week it is take haunty and she's facing serena deep next week for the nwa title which will be really cool and they did a little just a quick little vignette promo where uh uh take haunty says that I'll be facing Serena Deeb next week and I'll be here with uh with my new team, with my new partners. She's wearing a Brody Lee shirt. She's be- yeah. beside Anna Jay, who's wearing the same shirt, and she's with Silver and Reynolds, and it looks like she is officially part of the Dark Order, which is Dark cool. Order. Yeah. Um, I like that. And I think it suits her because her style is so vicious. Like Yeah, she she'll work well in the Dark Order. I can't wait for a Take Haunty versus Ooh. Maybe that is where they go. Um, maybe not after losing to Deep because she's probably losing to Deep next week. But uh, maybe they go with Take Haunty versus um, Sheeta would be a fantastic be match because they're mm-hmm. both really, really good strikers. Martial arts, yeah, martial arts inspired move sets and stuff. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. So yeah, so it looks like she's joined the Dark Order. Maybe not, but she's wearing the shirt and. She said yeah. they. I mean, they've kind of teased it for a while. They did. They now. they never really confirmed it, and uh, mm-hmm. but 
they're in her vignette and they said they will be accompanying her to the ring yeah next week so i'm really excited for that one that one's gonna that one's gonna be very good mm-hmm. um because take Conti is uh she's got probably the most for me the most impressive move set that's not maybe not quite 100 percent refined yet yeah kind of, almost, a, sort of similar to um ivalice in that sense Mm-hmm. Ivalice has the coolest moves, but her matches aren't so smooth. Whereas Tecante yeah. has so much potential, and I think Serena Deeb is the perfect opponent to uh, to show that. Oh yeah, and, and Tecante's she started wrestling in NXT, but she still has a, she's only been wrestling for like three years. Yeah, or she's like so much better than she was in NXT now. Mm-hmm. She yeah, has, she's gotten really good. She has a really she's got a, a really cool. Like a um, boss man slam style move that she does, I love mm-hmm. it. Where she spins the person around her body before she slams them, it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. And her strikes are brutal. She yeah, she straight up put Abaddon in the hospital <laughs> by accident <laughs> one time with one of her yeah. with one of her back elbows. Um, all right. So this next match, which was Kenny versus Phoenix is absolutely if it i don't want to say it's match of the year but it will be in the top 10 it's will probably i would be surprised if if it's not my favorite dynamite match of the year which is it's crazy to say first week of january but like is that good it's only january 7th and we've i mean with wrestle kingdom in this match it's just like there's it's so much good wrestling I saw myself say, I, I tweeted, one of the tweets I did was, have I said this is, like, the amount of times that I've said this is match of Wrestle Kingdom mm-hmm. was, like, four or five times Yeah, over the past, <laughs> over the two days. Mm-hmm. Unreal. But, yeah, this match, it's so fucking funny. Or it was, it was so good, but also so funny. At the beginning, uh, Kenny's entrance, he he comes out. It's the, the standard, uh, like, a... Uh, and or the standard intro from from Justin Roberts, but uh, yeah. he uh, what do you say? Unlike John Moxley, he didn't lose a match in twenty twenty or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, but there's one point where they they put over Winnipeg in it, and as yeah, soon cause... as they say Winnipeg, Jericho goes like, "Yes," yeah. <laughs> from commentary. <laughs> but it's like it's, you can't hear anything else. That he just, like. Jericho popped so hard to just hear Winnipeg, and then that yeah. popped me. <laughs> yeah, because they said he makes his way from North Carolina, and you heard the whole. Uh, this is the first time I heard the crowd actually chant North Carolina too. And then, but the, then he said he prefers Winnipeg, and that's when Jericho, yes, <laughs> he's like, yes, Winnipeg. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, yeah, and. Uh, Oh my god! One, there's another uh, line. I don't know if the, this is as Kenny was coming out. Oh yeah, they were talking about uh, Kenny stealing the championship, and uh, Jericho says, "Another, it's another fantastic line. It's a bit of a botch." He says, "One man's steal is another man's treasure," and then Excalibur <laughs> says, "That makes absolutely no sense." <laughs> <laughs> and then Jericho replies with, "Like you don't make any sense, Excalibur." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I was dying. It was the 
funniest thing. I like <laughs> Jericho can botch on commentary and he just finds a way to just roll with it and like, yeah. say what you will about his character outside of AW, but he is fantastic at his job. Oh yeah, for sure. He's so for funny. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so that we get to the match, and this is oh, just gosh. this is the most New Japan we've seen from Kenny mm-hmm. by a long shot. There are so many New Japan head spikes in this one, like yeah, th- these are like Kota Bushi head spikes, yeah, yeah, just like super crisp, super snug German suplexes, Tiger suplexes, just Hurricane like Rana's right on the top of your dome, yeah. Um, and speaking of New Japan, they specifically mentioned Kota Ibushi's yeah. win at Wrestle Kingdom, making the point to say that Kenny won't want to be outdone by his by his best friend. And then Jericho goes, "Former best friend, his best friend now is Don Callis." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and they actually there was a lot of Kenny references in uh, in New Japan, which. Um, which is interesting. They're referen- referencing mm-hmm. each other back and forth now. Again, leading to some speculation. Like, Coda did mention that he wanted to be a be- He mentioned that, oh, you know, I'm a bit of a belt collector myself. Yeah, he said he's a belt collector. So did Jay White. Like, they're all, they're all referencing each other. And I don't know if it's just to rile up fans. Like, I hope not. Because it's working. I hope not. I but mean, yeah, it it's weird. They know, they know <laughs> what the hell they're doing. But yeah, this, this match. I just, I just want to see Coda show up face Kenny one time. But back to this match. Yes. We're here to talk yes. about this match. This, ma- this match is just <laughs> it's so special. And like the commentary yeah, was magical. The commentary was on point on this one. There were multiple times when they called out something just before it happened mm-hmm. on uh in the ring at one point, like they said like JR and Jericho were talking about how damaging chops are in this cold in this cold and then they go into a chop exchange immediately afterwards but that was during picture and picture and it was like i wish i could hear this stuff oh did oh yeah no but they they did uh there was one bit before picture and picture and then yeah their their big chop off like uh yeah because i remember watching picture and picture like oh i want to hear these chops yeah i (laughs) and then when they came back from commercial phoenix's chest was just bright i wrote the same thing in our in our uh chat with each other it's just like (laughs) i wish i could hear those like yeah. they did the the New Japan kneel in the middle of the ring and just hammer each other back and forth. Um, Phoenix does one of the coolest moves I've ever seen. I've never seen it before. He does a flip off the top rope. Um, oh man! Over this Kenny, is like my favorite move of the match. To behind Kenny, grabs him and then hits him with a suplex. It, you can't even descri- You can't even do it justice in description. It's like a, it's like a flipping suplex. I don't yeah. know. It's like you it's flip like a, into the suplex. It's just every yeah, time. Kenny was, Kenny was like standing there, and Phoenix moonsaulted over Kenny, and then grabbed him and German suplexed him, and it was like, like one fluid motion. Like I don't. It was like the <laughs> highest angle suplex I've ever seen because Kenny Omega <laughs> got suplexed onto his face. Yeah, he rotated so much from the suplex. He did get hit off the top of his head. He got hit off his nose. Yeah, <laughs> like he was nuts. he rotated. There was one powerbomb Kenny Kenny did to Phoenix that was high up on Phoenix's shoulders, almost to his. It had to. 
land on his neck too. That powerbomb was was vicious. Yeah, and with uh, with that suplex, Jericho put over. He's like, he's like, you only get. He said, "You get very few bumps like that on your bump card before you have to call it a curve. yeah, yeah, and yeah, because that was that was yeah, that's that was probably the move of the match that flipping oops, flipping German suplex. There's oh, there's another. Well, it absolutely was. There, there's another crazy moment where there, uh, oh. uh, Kenny's outside the ring and mm-hmm. and Phoenix goes for this uh, goes for the his tope where he goes through the ropes." is flipping tope through the ropes but uh he almost clears kenny and goes into the stands he hits kenny and then catches mm-hmm. his legs on the top of the barricade and his his legs are over it. and i've actually seen uh phoenix overshoot the person oh, yeah, before like and go right into taking the out the president of triple a before doing that and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's yeah Actually, there's a couple that the flipping German is definitely Matt move of the match, but Kitty hits a tiger suplex on the floor. That was pretty vicious looking. Yeah, usually he he kind of goes over with the person too, so they don't take all the impact. But this one on the floor, he just kind of like threw Phoenix when he did it. Mm-hmm. And then the the ending sequence. I don't know if you want to get to that part yet, or if there's still more stuff you want to talk I about mean, here. But you can't. Yeah, if we were naming all the moves they did to each other, we'd yeah. be sitting here for like an hour. Yeah, you just gotta go find. It. If you haven't watched this match yet, you gotta yeah, go you, watch you it. gotta yes. watch it. It's it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like it was like this is the type of match they did as much as you would see in a New Japan match, but they had to condense it to twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's like they did as much as like a forty five minute New Japan match, but like yeah. at like warp speed where they didn't have. Yeah, it was like watching a Super Junior match. From New yeah, Japan. it reminded me of uh, the third Kitty Omega Okada match in the G1 when they didn't have an hour order. They had to do everything in 30 minutes, so they were just going like full speed. Yeah, it's just like, like there, there's no breath. There's no breath to mm-hmm. be had. And um, yeah, so after about uh, 25 minutes, <laughs> Kenny hits a yeah. Kenny hits a V trigger for a near fall, followed by a one, followed by the one wing angel for the three, and um, yeah. Oh, but before, oh, Kenny hit a Tiger Driver '98 mm. when he caught Phoenix off the top. Yes, rope. that's tied for mat- move of the match yeah. because that it looked really cool. Phoenix mm-hmm. goes for a flip off the top rope, yeah. and Kenny catches him like a, in like a spike position. He just catches him yeah. with the underhooks. He's like, yeah. "Gotcha, buddy!" Spins him around, hits hits the Tiger Driver '98, which yeah. Yeah, and then, then the V trigger, and then he hits the V trigger, one winged angel for the three, and then Callus jumps on the mic. He comes in yeah. and he says, uh, "He's like, he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, Phoenix. He's like, he's like, we just saw Kenny defeat Phoenix, but he's like, you know what? I kind of want to watch Kenny just retire Phoenix. Kenny, can yeah. you hit him with another one winged angel? And he's like, he's like, oh, you know what? I'm hearing." I'm hearing a report from backstage. Something's going on backstage, and it shows Kingston and his family are just have taken out Pack and Pentagon. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, I forgot. It's really dangerous here. He's like, you remember when I told you you wouldn't have any? There would be nobody here to help you. He's like, oh, I told you, man. He's like, we always have a plan. Uh, he's like, no one's coming out here to help you. And then they cut back to Phoenix, and Phoenix he looks like he looks like he's legit crying. Watching his mm-hmm. brother being laid out, like it was like really good acting, like the 
the tears and the pain on his face as he's watching it. And Kenny, he's like, you know what, Kenny, hit him with the one-winged angel. Get him up, get him up. And he's he's going to hit him with the, with the move. And then you see Moxley running down. And he's got mm-hmm. the barbed wire bat. He comes in with the save. He hits Kenny in the gut with it. Kenny took took the shot right in the chest. He, that was Yeah, nuts. he took the shot in the chest. <laughs> and he's bleeding. He's got blood on him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. on his chest and on his arm. And uh, Moxley's standing over top of him. And then uh, and then you hear some cheering and outrun the Impact Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Doc and Machine Gun come running in and they just start beating the living hell out of Moxley. They hit him with the Magic Killer. Um Doc Gallows looks incredible. Kenny gets the bat and starts beating him up with it and stuff. Yeah, Gallows is shredded. Now. Yeah, he looks... Because Carl Anderson got shredded. A, he looks Yeah, he looks yoked. great. Because Carl Anderson got shredded a couple years ago. Now Doc got shredded too. He looks like fantastic. He's, um, yeah. And the punches, they were... Like, if you didn't know this was wrestling, you would think this was a legit beatdown. Like, it was mm-hmm. vicious. This is as realistic a beatdown I've seen in a long time. And they're just going at him, and Kenny picks up the bat, and he's he's hitting uh, Moxley over and over with the bat. They're holding him up, hitting him with the bat. And then in runs the Varsity Blondes from the sidelines mm-hmm. out of the crowd. Uh, um, Pillman and Garrison run in, and they, they jump in, and they're fighting. And they, they, get, uh, they get beaten down by the Good Brothers, and then... The stand's just empty, and it's all the guys from Dark running in, and they're just getting. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like King of the Hill. So the guys at the top yeah. are just knocking down these guys. Fuego del Sol comes in, he gets put through a table, um, and then they're standing over these guys, and they they go back and they're just beating down Moxley again, and then in comes from the back. You see the Bucks. They run in from the back, and they they come in, and. And they, they calm the ninja's like, whoa, 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 guys, what are you doing? What are you doing? Slow down. Like, like th- this is too much. And then Kenny gets grabbed, like uh, Griffin and Pillman get up again from, from outside and they grab Kenny by the ropes. Uh, the Bucks look, they see it, and they super kick the heads off of the Varsity Blondes to save <laughs> Kenny. And then, um, and then Kenny puts up the two sweet. Yeah, and then the good brothers too sweet. The him, good and brothers like, put their come hands on. up for the too sweet. Then Nick puts it up, and they're like, "Come on, Matt! Come on, Matt!" And Don Callis yeah. is like, "Do it, Matt! Do it, Matt!" And then and Jericho's hollering on commentary, "They're doing the hand thing! They're doing the yeah. hand thing!" And then Matt does it. He's a little reluctant, but he does it. And then they're mm-hmm. standing there doing the too sweet with five of. The earliest, some of the earliest Bullet Club members from, from well, their... Carl Anderson is is an OG. He's, he's OG. Yeah, it was, one of the first it was four. Carl Anderson, Fale, Tama, and Prince Devitt, and then Doc joined. No, I think the Young Bucks. Ah, crap, well, probably it's been Doc, seven Doc years, then I the Young Bucks. Yeah, because Young Bucks came in. Yeah, as, Doc, as Doc the and Young Bucks were pretty early. Yeah, because Kenny joined in. 14, 2014, I think after AJ had already taken mm-hmm. over, but because he was their new junior guy when Kenny, because I remember that was such a big deal when Kenny joined because he was still in DDT and he'd come back over and he stopped speaking Japanese in the crowd and the crowd hated it because he because Kenny's fluent in both. 
it was such good heel work when he first joined because he's like, I'm not speaking to you guys anymore. And all this. <laughs> you fools. Mm-hmm. You fools. And they, yeah, he did the sweep. I hope he, I just want to see him do the sweep to his music one more time. That was like my favorite. That's when I started to really like Kenny, his entrance. Yeah, so the, this moment is like, this is a huge moment. Mm-hmm. I I was marking out. And like everybody that was watching was marking out. It's really unfortunate that the the ratings came out today. Not that many people saw it. This was a much lower rating than normal because of the news. Obviously, mm-hmm. there is a fucking treasonous invasion of the fucking <laughs> yeah of the. There's no way they could the have predicted that was going to happen when they no, put this show together. Nobody's. <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate that this happened on that night. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, people will have heard about it and will go back and watch it after yeah, the fact. I'm sure they. Like the YouTube videos and stuff, yeah. have gotten a lot of views. I haven't looked for sure, but... but one thing that I loved about this was the Bucks have been hinting at this for a couple weeks now, and yeah. I actually I picked up I picked up on these hints. Um, they mm-hmm. had been uh, it started with a uh, with a GIF of them walking with Kenny. This is sometime in when they were at New Japan, and him saying, uh, "In it, you can see what they say in subtitles." It says. Are you with me, guys? And they're like, "Yeah, we're with you. We're always with you, forever. We're with you." And it's them like mm-hmm. helping Kenny back after a match. Yeah, I think it's probably. I after, think it was after his first Tokyo Dome main event when he lost to Okada, or it could have been af- after like when they had their feud with Koda and everything. Yeah, but they're like, "Yes, we're with you, always with you." Or when he was facing Cody, I'm not sure when, but it was mm-hmm. something where he was unsure. And then they posted another image, and it was. Uh, when they kicked out AJ Styles and they were standing over him, they posted that mm-hmm. image. And all of these are Bullet Club images. And then they posted another one uh, posing with uh, Doc and Gallows. And they they scratched out AJ again. <laughs> but <laughs> like it was the five of them again. So all for two weeks, they were posting images of the five of them in Bullet Club. And I was like, okay, something's coming. And I just, uh, I tweeted at them. I was just like, you got something brewing here, boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, they did. Yeah. And uh, I, w- I had predicted that we would see Doc and Gallows this week. I didn't know that the Bucks were going to join them so soon. Yeah. It- I thought I thought at first when they were cut to the back when Don was like, oh, we got footage. I thought that was going to be the Good Brothers beating up mm-hmm. the rest of the And I think most triangle. people did. And I think that was, mm-hmm. that was a swerve. A yeah. very short swerve because then a few minutes later we saw them, but then it makes you think to earlier in the show with SCU and the Bucks. It's like, are the Bucks going to turn on SCU and effectively retire Daniels? Maybe at they some could. point. Um, yeah, I think I've. I don't know. I think I could see Kenny turning on the Bucks. During this whole thing, like, could he, he wants to keep taking it further, and the Bucks like are pretty unsure about it. Because you remember when he, after he lost to Hangman, he got in that black SUV that he's always in now. He says, "If you guys don't get in now, he's like, you're in now or you're not in at all, or something like that." I'm thinking this so. could lead to a twist like that, where the either the Bucks betray Kenny or vice versa at some point. Yeah. Because the, and I I hate to read this because of initial reports, but I heard. I read something where it said that the uh, the plans were to have 
Kenny do do a match with Impact and have Doc and Gallows do a match with uh, one match with AEW, and that's all they had planned so mm-hmm. far. And people were just like, "Oh, it's going to be Good Brothers versus versus the Bucks," and it was like. Well, I hope that's not just what this is leading up to. I hope this is more of yeah. a long-term thing. Yeah, like that—that that would be fine. It would be cool. But people are so excited, and yeah. we have a potential name is the Super Elite that I've been seeing thrown around. Um, mm-hmm. Where okay. where do you think this is going? How to? Uh, I well, definitely because they have their match at the next Impact pay per view. Was that next week? Mm-hmm. And then. I can see the Bucks interfering in that match to help them win. Mm-hmm. I could see. I I think uh, we'll see the Bucks in Impact because Impact means mm-hmm. a lot to them. Their time there. Yeah. Um, I hope they come out as Generation B. <laughs> like they did. They did tweet out an image of themselves with Impact when yeah. the news came out. So I think, mm-hmm. especially with the Motor City Machine Guns, there's no way they're. I not, was gonna say this has got to lead to a Bucks versus Machine Guns match mm-hmm. at some point. It has Absolutely. to. I got to see that match one more time. Like I hope they can work out a deal with Impact so that they can sort of share the Good Brothers, mm-hmm. sort of like how uh, Ring of Honor and New Japan shared the Bullet Club. Yeah, like they shared the Bucks, they shared Kenny, even though Kenny mm-hmm. was signed to New Japan, they shared mm-hmm. Adam Cole. Like they all sort of switched spots, and it yeah. was very fluid because new and they could do this with New Japan as well, but. Uh, because the schedule is so light with AEW, it allows them to do that. Like yeah. on different days, they can fly them over to uh, to Impact to. Because if if Good Brothers got a prominent position on AEW, it would help Impact so much because then it would drag interest back to Impact to see what mm-hmm. happens next, and you. We saw the ratings that they did that first week, and I'm sure they've gone down each week since then because they've seen that, oh, these shows are pre-recorded and they're not yeah. actually really informing what's happening on the air. But if they could do it so that going forward they can't, because Good Brothers are signed until 2022 with Impact. Yeah. So they can't come to AEW full-time. But if they could share them, that would be... It would be best for both yeah, worlds if AEW has all the leverage here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, another thing it's leading to is definitely Kenny possibly winning the Impact title. I hope so. I think he will. I hope he wins it. Because well, mm-hmm. I don't really see what's, what's the point of doing the belt collector thing if he mm-hmm. just has a belt that he already had, which was the AAA yeah. belt. And yeah, I like hey. I liked uh, how Varsity Blondes were so I don't want to say put over. I'd like to say they got a, a bit of a rub here. Yeah, they were in the main event segment, so they were the ones I, really fighting for AEW. Mm-hmm. And I liked this because afterwards, or I think it was either last night or today, Pillman put out a tweet where he said, uh, this man fought for years. He was he's unpredictable. He did all the hard work. He's done so much for this industry. He's an absolute legend and hero to Ohio. I'm talking about John Moxley. You think he's going to talk about his dad. Like mm-hmm. you think he's talking about his dad, like uh, putting over his dad. He's putting over John Moxley. So it's like, okay, this is why he rushed the ring. Cause to him, this man is a hero. 
yeah. and he didn't. So it's like they worked in his real life and his real life hero into like it gave some motivation for why he rushed the ring, why he yeah, was the one good. to initiate that, which then leads me to believe where, cause their match next week is against mystery opponents. I think it's likely varsity blondes are involved there and maybe Moxley. That'd be cool. No, they, they, they would have announced that already. Um, yeah. I was going to say if they had Kenny or Moxley in the match, they definitely would have, put that on a graphic for everyone to see. I think Kenny's in so it anyways. In. You think Kenny's in it? I think Kenny's in the match anyways. Because it said oh, okay. the elite versus That's true. question mark. And the elite is Kenny and the Bucks. But now mm-hmm. it could be Doc and Gallows maybe in the match. And that's why they didn't show the graphic. Yeah, that makes sense. Or didn't show their faces. They They have some flexibility there. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess we should go into what we're looking forward to next week based off of that, because uh, there's the elite versus question mark, and that, as I said, the just using the logo for them is kind of brilliantly mm-hmm. done because they can, they have any number of guys they can put in that match. Yeah, it could be all five guys that were too sweeting in the ring. And then uh, Mox, Varsity Blondes, and Pinta and Phoenix. Wow. Could be that as well. Could just be Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, there's all kinds of different combinations they can do for that. So that's. uh, Mm -hmm. But I feel like a match with that much star power, you definitely want to show it off Mm -hmm. to get people to come and watch. That's where Varsity Blondes is sort of makes a little sense because they're not guys that are signed to the long-term contracts. They've been mostly on mm-hmm. AW Dark. So those are the type of people who have gotten the uh, the the undercard treatment. Unless yeah. Unless it's a mystery opponent. But they didn't say that. I don't know. It it is a big card next week, so you never know who it is. Maybe some Motor City machine guns. That'd be cool. That would be very cool. Mhm. All right, so... Uh, I wish the Motor Shitty Machine Guns would have shown up last year, though, because then Alex Shelley would have appeared, I think it was New Japan, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, and then he would appear in AEW. He'd appear in, like, every major wrestling promotion. He's coming. <laughs> They're coming. Yeah. I just... If he would have done it last year, it would have been all in one year, which is wild. I would be absolutely shocked if the Machine Guns didn't show up, especially because, as far as I can tell, they're not officially signed. They're doing per appearance basis mm-hmm. so i think they are free to show up wherever they want if they so choose okay so they deserve it they do they really do but i mean yeah okay so the the other match the big one we have darby allen versus brian cage that's huge oh, it's, he's gonna it's gonna be so fun he's gonna alarm dart allen all over the ring i hope we see another uh top rope drill claw <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna see something stupid we're gonna see some, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna see some stupid shit in this match, and it's gonna be good. Um, we're likely gonna see Sting get involved as well, mm-hmm. which will yeah, be... I think Sting finally hits somebody with the bat mm-hmm. next week. Just be careful, though. I've heard uh, heard some rumors that even uh, swinging a bat is risky for him. So, oh man, maybe that's why you haven't done it yet. Yeah, like they, I think they have to be quite careful with him. 
Like mm-hmm. he's gonna like like the most he'll do is like hot tags type stuff. Yeah. Okay, then we have uh, Miro versus Chuck Taylor. I think that's that's gonna be a very good match. I think I think people are underrating Chuck Taylor a little bit in this one. Oh yeah. I just think people don't care about this angle, but the match should be. Yeah, good. it's gone on too long. I love everyone involved, but it's just like it's just this. Hopefully, like you said, the young boy aspect of it can uh, put some new life yeah, into just it. Inject some life into it. Um, then we have uh, Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy versus FTR, which should be very good. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, that's gonna Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt can bump all over the place. Yeah, for they FTR. are gonna get abused in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Serena D versus Tay Conti. This is my sleeper hit. Of, I don't even want to even say it's a sleeper hit of the show, but I think this is gonna be. It's gonna be good. This is gonna be one of the better good. matches of the show. Serena D mm-hmm. makes everyone look good, and Tay Conti is very her offense is very impressive so i think this will be this is where she gets put over huge mm-hmm. i think and then we have uh, and it'll be cool to see her at ringside with dark order yeah which would be cool so she looks like she's officially joined them then we have like i said that elite match which will have all kinds of spec- all kinds it's of speculation there yeah then Eddie Kingston versus Pac, which, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't think they'd do this so early. I, I thought they were going to save this for Revolution, trying to build it out. Yeah, so, well, I which, mean. You Archer. know, thinking about it just now, I don't think there's going to be a winner. I think uh, Lance is going to come down and interfere. He may. He Well, he's going to be there somehow, in, in some shape or form. Cause it's going to mm-hmm. be a three-way. That's what's, yeah. that's what's coming at Revolution. That's I'll put money on that. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the waiting room segment with Cody Rhodes. So that's Making interesting. It's if, dynamite debut. If people don't know, that is Britt Baker's uh, Piper's Pit. Um, it's been very good, the ones I've seen. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's good. And it'll be with Cody, and Cody can talk. It's not going to be mm-hmm. with people who aren't the best talkers, which is what how sort of how they've been using it on Dark to give people who don't get mic time some mic time. Mm-hmm. And uh, But this is going to be Cody. It's gonna be Cody and you think it's gonna be Cody and Brit. Thunder Rosa does something during this since it's the first time on Dynamite. If they got that feud going still, if Thunder Rosa, well, no, because they were supposed to have a match, huh? Yeah, so she, I'd she say they'd probably just there. stick with the match if she was available. Yeah, but I'm true. sure she's gonna talk about Thunder Rosa and maybe talk about mm-hmm. how their match didn't happen. She Thunder might. Thunder Rosa was scared. So yeah, that's what she'll no, say. No, for sure. Um. It'll be funny. People who haven't seen this because it's only been on Dark will finally be able to watch this segment, and it, mm-hmm. that'll be good. Yeah. So this is a that's a packed. Yeah, night card. two's looking stacked. Yeah, that's a packed, packed card with a lot of mm-hmm. intrigue around the elite, mm-hmm. and I'm sure the question mark. We'll have to see what happens with um, Impact next week, because that could inform the question mark. Yeah. I don't want to say I don't want to say that's what it is, because normally when they do question mark, it tends to be ends up being some uh, enhancement talent. But I don't. Yeah. Think... Well, next week, the the dynamite could be the go home for the Impact pay per view, so they. The three guys they're facing could definitely show up. That that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it could be could be a very 
light opponent with a run-in from Impact. Yeah, I could see that definitely. Tony has int- that's what Tony hinted at it. Yeah, he said uh, Impact wrestlers are welcome on our show anytime. Mm-hmm. So, I think uh, I think that I think we might be on to something there. We'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, I, I can't. That's what you want, though. They they're building intrigue for the next week's mm-hmm. show. So it's cool. We'll see. Hopefully, there's no attempted coups of the United States government. Oh so my god! <laughs> watch the show normally and not have to worry about anything. One of the biggest moments in AEW history, and that happens on the same day. <laughs> yeah. God, you're kidding me. That's that's life for you. It though. is. Can't, can't do anything about it. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so uh, we will see you all next week. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully things are better. In the states, oh yeah, and uh, I hope so too because I live here. So let me think, great stuff. Good luck. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Yeah, you guys have a good one.